What is up? What is up? Welcome back, e-boys, e-girls. This is Eden. Today we have with us Thinking Vols, aka Marty, or Marty, aka Thinking Vols, depending on where you know him from. Marty, what's going on? What's going on, man? How are we? Good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. I'm doing good, man. It's warm here, it's sunny out. Um, had some contractors over to come look at the old bathroom that I want to demo and replace. It's a good morning. <laughs> Outside of the markets, Jesus, I woke up and looked at the price. Every day, wake up, check price. Not good price. Bad price. Bad price. What What were you hearing um, on the on the FOMC? You told me something backstage. The new <laughs> idea, the new theory. What was funny was, you know, yesterday was uh, the event was or the non-event happened, the FOMC non-event. Uh, but today I was reading things and hearing <laughs> that people are saying that because rates didn't change, that's showing strength in the dollar, which is, you know, uh, negatively affecting crypto price. Uh, I've never, I've never, uh, known that to be the case. Um, maybe this is a new meta, maybe, <laughs> maybe stagnating rates is, uh, is bad for, for crypto price. Um, uh, gonna have to, gonna have to change my, my, my trading style a bit here. Yeah. Breakout traders, you know, got totally screwed. It was just like a whipsaw, like every time up, down a couple hundred bucks, but yeah, this is, uh extending out downwards right i'm looking at the vols right now i'm just pulling it up i got the fucking maintenance guy here working on the gas pipe or something not a good time oh vols are flat eth eth actually picked up bitcoin is dead but um <laughs> fuck jesus christ like tomorrow's expiry 36 percent on Bitcoin, ETH is 41. So it's interesting to see that ETH is up and Bitcoin is not. Maybe there's some ETH-specific news I missed. 24-hour option volume, though. We still got 1,700, although end of October <laughs> being the most bought. Uh, it's a little bit of hopium for, for you boltards. 17, yeah, 17, you, have, you had October and you had... December get picked up and then yesterday you had a bunch of June calls lifted like some mega calls 60k 85k 45k um the people that were trading those one of the one of them being uh Tony at at Pelion Cap oh, on, you, on the Twitter you, you found out who was trading those yeah it was him <laughs> and somebody else Do you talk and they to him and they picked thesis? up no, they just bought it because it was super cheap. He actually made a post about it, but the, the Vols picked up like, I don't know, th three handles or something. So he made, you know, money when you pick up a thousand yeah. lots. But, but it's, yeah, it was an odd trade for sure. Maybe it was just a mispricing. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That's a, that was a mispricing. That's a, it's a big uh, fat finger on their part. Uh, yeah, I mean, a thousand contracts at the 65K. So it looks like it looks like it's it went from 0 0.03 to 0 0.0420, of course, Bitcoin. 
and then it it uh fell off the handle and went to 0 0.0355 bitcoin right so they're this is on the the june 65k calls of next year so you i mean yeah fuck like oh you're playing it for 0 0.01 bitcoin yeah but if you have a thousand contracts it makes sense right is marty about to open up the uh short vol shop again I can't, I can't. I'm working on something new and oh man, it's just like we could stay muted longer forever, right? We can be in this 30, let's just use Devol 30. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but we yeah. can stay in this 30, 50 Devol handle for longer than people can stay solvent and price can do whatever, right? We're not trading um, the price, right? We're trading the vols. I can stay autistic for far longer than... It can stay in that range. For, yeah, far longer than most. Far longer than most. What's going on with Binance? There's always uh, always rumors going on with Binance, but I saw that they're engaging with uh, European Banking Authority uh, regarding the Mika regulation, focus on gr potential grace periods for stablecoin operators applying for EMI licenses. But then this morning people are like you should check gas prices and i see all these posts about binance doing some funky stuff on chain like moving like i don't know it was like tens of thousands of transactions for like 70 dollars and fees are like eight nine dollars the transaction i don't know what's going on uh it was I'm like, like 500k total or something insane something weird right four four hundred no no, no I'm just saying just saying four. Oh, four. Oh, four. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. A little insight, right? We sat across the table from one of Binance's international lawyers and it, they let it slip that like they're never going to get a license in this jurisdiction. And the look on their face was like, yeah, it's not looking good. And I don't know if that means, of course, they could be 100% solvent and everything, right? But maybe like the U.S. is saying at times they weren't or the auditor at times they weren't or at times they were moving money or moving it to their prop desk or whatever at times, you know, but that doesn't mean that the whole exchange is going to zero tomorrow, right? Does that really matter in the big scheme of things of at times in the past that they were, because if we look at like tethers long history, uh, and tether at times, scandal, yeah. yeah, yeah, there, there are plenty of times in the past, like I, I've been very vocal about, you know, in the past, uh, especially like the, the 2017 ish era, there were a lot of strange things going on with tether and Phoenix and, uh, now, I was a bit more worried at that time when they started getting brought up again in this cycle after they had already kind of beaten the case, you could say. Um, yeah. They were f far more well capitalized and, and in a position to where uh, I always bet like with them. You know, I, I don't ever bet against them anymore. Anytime Tether loses peg, I'm pretty vocal about it. Uh, not financial advice, obviously. I'm I'm just an internet cat, but um, sure, I'm sure. I'm pretty vocal that it, it's pretty much free money. Um, and same especially with, like, if you have a redemption account, right? If you have the redemption account, then no problem. Go ahead and and pick up that 
you know, pennies off the ground every time. It's free money. But the issue is the fucking people fudding don't have a redemption account, right? They have, I think, redemption is 100K clips or something. So if you don't have a redemption account, then you're sitting there like, oh, my God, I'm down eight cents or whatever it is, right? And then people seem to forget they have this short-term memory. Like, what about USDC? That was like in the 80 cents, right? It's the same thing. That was like, it's the same thing. I was tweeting all about it, like, we're really going to run this back again like you're really gonna give us you know just a free whatever it was like 12 13 percent or something like it happened with die before when it happened with die in like uh 2018 or so that one was a little bit more scary <laughs> but uh yeah yeah but even now like I, i'm those three when when things have happened this past cycle it's been uh, it has seemed as if it was just kind of a handout of free funds for people that wanted to take it. Yeah, and if you have the redemption account, then who cares, right? If you can, well, I guess it has to be Monday to Friday, right? The issue is when it happens on a fucking weekend, and then well, people was are the funnier screwed. one, right? Because like you, their their books are public, <laughs> so so you knew like worst case scenario. You were still getting back like 94 cents on the dollar, I think, or 96 cents on the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the FDIC could come up more. and, yeah, and FDIC can come in and swoop in, right? So, yeah. So, even like for the people who uh, didn't have, uh, uh, or weren't able, weren't KYC, weren't able to redeem or mint, you know, th- directly through Circle, those people still knowing, okay, it's under, like 94 or 96 cents whatever it was uh at the very least on a long enough time frame i'm getting back that amount um yet we still saw people (laughs) sell beneath there yeah i I remember i was just talking shit right like it's so fun just to like go in on you know put fuel to the fire and just talk major crap about it um the issue was that it went over the weekend right so then they had no idea and people were just trying to exit as fast as they can. Banks are um, closed. Yeah, <laughs> banks are closed. So that people were just freaking out, right? And there was different ones where you could um, swap for a better price. or yeah, A lot of people made a lot of money there for sure. And it's not like um, Alameda's around, right? Or else they would have swooped it all up or just like the Tether, right? So yeah, like what does Tether have? 80 billion now? It's like, okay, in the past, maybe there was some issues and they settled that. But go look at every company that's, you know, starting super small and then now has 80 billion to cover. It's, I always, I talk about this sometimes, like imagine FTX was around for like one more year and they actually like turned it around, you know, and they stopped giving Alameda money and they actually just kept in profits and they just, you know, stopped trying to fucking expand or buy his parents' houses or whatever the fuck they were doing, they probably could have been all right, right? They could have been 100% solvent. They could have figured it out. The The hole was like, what, $10 billion? Like Yeah, but they were like the, some the wrong kind of people. You look at, you know, you yeah, start, you they start didn't want to. The, not even, it's not even like a not want to. It's that they were the type of people when you look at like the, when you start looking at the, the filings and stuff and some of the conversations that were had. You can see that his family are are truly like career like politicians where they're like 
the crooked like cronies where they saw it as an opportunity to have a way to just like get free money and funnel money to the things that they wanted to. So like the idea of running like a, a successful exchange for a long period of time, I don't think was in like any of their minds in the SBF uh, uh, family circle. Um, maybe the other people being brought on, you know, who, who were blind to the fact that, you know, money was being siphoned out the way that it was, but you can clearly see that like the, the Bankman Freeds at least were looking at this as just like a way to exploit, uh, additional capital from some system that, you know, dark pools of money was able to get them money to, or get them funds through. I'm going to tell your mom if I don't get a million dollars a year, right? Like, come on, guys. Like, that's what you were emailing and texting and like, oh, fuck, just a bunch of scumbags, right? And the dad was a a law teacher at Stanford and shit like this. Like, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was getting into. And I hope that they go down with him at some level too, right? We'll see. <clears throat> we'll see how, uh, how strong their connections are um i i, yeah, I don't know if they do one. time i don't know if they do time but they have to give up everything and and maybe I, I don't think they turn on their son that would be the fucking plot twist right could write a movie about that it's more when you compare this type of you know a uh, financial catastrophe to ones in the past when you think of ftx as a company or a corporation and you look at the other ones in the past that have fallen, like your Enrons and stuff like that, like FTX, you know, takes the cake by a landslide in amount of money that was lost and people affected. And uh, I feel like they may get off like the lightest of everything, like like the amount of money and like the connections these people have seems to be a bit different. <laughs> A bit deeper. Built different, right? Built, no, built they're not going to do time. Yeah, they're not going to do time, but at least surrender everything. And yeah, I don't know. I hope they lose everything. Like, unlike BitBoy, right? That guy fucking still has money and he's just scamming at this point. <laughs> yeah, the BitBoy thing is funny. Uh, <laughs> for those that don't know, BitBoy was kicked off of his own, uh, kicked out of his own company, BitBoy Crypto by the other uh founding members or or you know shareholders um and the media company has now frozen some of his assets uh it appears that they have taken ownership of a car of his his lamborghini uh so he has come to twitter to ask for donations he raised over a hundred grand but the ironic thing is that uh, when there were smaller content creators that were being critical of him and were making videos about you know things that he was doing, he filed a lawsuit and his only goal was to kind of drain these people of their, their funds and their money and their time. Um, so now it's happening to him and you know he doesn't, he doesn't feel too good about it. Um, and when he was doing it to the smaller streamers, as soon as, they got public support and they raised some money to where they would be able to to you know kind of go to bat for themselves and and take on Pitboy. He dropped the case. He was like, okay, they have money now. Uh, you know, I'm gonna drop the case. 
because he his only intention was to kind of run them dry. So yeah, he's the total like scumbag. Um, I don't know why anyone would send that guy money, especially after his uh, his long career of of relapsing on steroids and diet pills. I don't want to say like it's hard like um to know whether someone is just um irresponsibly stupid you know like that they smell their own fart so much that they also believe the things that they're saying or whether they're they're nefarious and they're doing things with like malicious intent so you know i i don't want to say that he um is a scammer in the sense to where like you know he was intentionally like choosing things that were architected a certain way so he could take advantage of you know their low liquidity or uh their narrative whatever because maybe they're you know i don't know him and he seems a bit odd bit off (laughs) so maybe there's there's some plausible deniability to to that side of it but uh nonetheless like i've never you know really vibe with that guy he's he's not cozy at all um and yeah. uh and yeah you know like i, I just feel like people that that kind of let their that look at okay i've built this platform i have all these uh subscribers on youtube so that makes me somebody i always hate those kinds of people so yeah but a, how, how do you way. how do you structure that so bad that you get voted out of your own streaming thing right like whoever whoever runs runs the show behind the scenes like we all thought it was him, right? We didn't think it was. I definitely a, thought it was uh, a group. I, I thought it was uh, a a sole ownership, right? Like that he was yeah. the, the one in charge, and then he had a team, you know, that that did things with them. It was very. Um, I think everyone was aware that there was a team that was involved. It just wasn't that he had, you know, divvied up ownership of the yeah, company to where. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was probably something evenly distributed, and what happened was the other owners most likely just said, you know, came to an agreement that, okay, we can vote him out because we have the majority shares together, and uh, they probably went forward with something like that. But well, I still don't understand why. I don't know. We can spend all day talking about BitBoy, but I'm still not sure why he got diet pills in an affair. Who cares? Like. Well, he's it's got a life. family. He he's got a brand that uh, I think they are trying to you know share or shed this light that is like aimed towards uh, new people and you know is is family friendly and uh, you know heavy focus on education and stuff like that. So when you have the the poster child of that brand who is. Uh, abusing diet pills, having an affair. Yeah, who was taking, you know, steroids for a little bit. Uh, As, I don't know, other co-founders, you kind of have to look at it and go, do we have an intervention or do we just fucking, like, ax him? And none of us really know, like, the inside story of what type of drama was going on between the founders, but uh Maybe I would, there was I just would, like a laptop, like a Hunter Biden laptop, but today it's a BitBoy laptop. 
I, I would imagine that it was probably like a slow grind up, right? Like they probably knew about uh, the diet pills and the steroids and probably like we're talking to him about that. And then, you know, the affair thing comes out and maybe he's, you know, he kind of alluded to it that he wasn't like being the, the easiest to work with and was treating people a little bit uh, off. And he thinks it was because of the, the steroid use and the, the pills. So he was probably being an asshole and they were just like, we can't like work in an environment like this where we've got some, you know, roided out fucking lunatic who's <laughs> off his rocker. He's fucking and, raging every yeah, day. Literally r- raging every day. His content became like fun to watch uh, from from being extremely cringe and like you could never watch it. It became fun to watch sometimes because he he embodied this like Alex Jones energy but for shit coins. So like it, it was, it was great entertainment so value. So good. Uh, when he kind of went off the deep end, but <laughs> that's exactly why they, they probably were like, we gotta, we gotta pull this in. Like we're, we're going from this like educational, uh, first touch kind of platform to, uh, like cringe fringe, um, you know, entertainment content because of only because of the antics of like our founder. Uh, <laughs> so that, but how are you going to get rid of the bit boy? You know, like that's him, you know, sad. Super lame. It is odd. I'm trying to think of other instances where that's happened, where they've like <clears throat> straight up replaced the main character. I can't imagine. It's like Michael Jordan. Okay. Now we have Scotty Pippen, but we're still going to call it Michael Jordan. You're like, what the fuck is going on? It'd be like the Simpsons, like replacing Bart or Homer. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. With like Mo were... or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Yeah. It just, it, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the, the angle is. They, they should change the, the name from, from BitBoy Crypto if they're going to do Bit that. Bitman. Bitman. Yeah. He became Bitman, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, but what's what else is new? Talk to me, cozy. What's happening? Uh, we saw some we saw some friend tech fud. We talk about friend tech a lot uh, on the stream, uh, mainly because it's you know the only thing really happening on base. Uh, we talked about it a bit yesterday with with Denton and them that I, w- I was asking the question of, and then we'll kind of talk about the the fud. But do you think that the base right now is beholden to friend tech? And I say this because Frontech is driving like 40-something percent of the, the transaction volume, or at least it was like two days ago when I checked. Um, <clears throat> and when you have a single app that's doing that, you have like Aerodrome and like, you know, that's like the Velodrome uh, yeah. equivalent on base. Uh, but a lot of the pairs that were driving volume initially were uh, Frontech shares or keys that were... Uh, wrapped and people had created pools for now there's there's other assets being traded there but my my point to them was that you know there's not any uh, novel or new uh DeFi applications that launched on base or base native that are driving a ton of interest liquidity or on-chain activity so when you look at some of these other uh, L1s, uh, EVM compatible L2s, like Optimism, Cosmos, even Solana, you know, like you have, uh, <clears throat> you either have 
a group that has a lot of capital that has kind of chosen that as their home base. Um, like, you know, Optimism has uh, the Warwicks, the Warwick Mafia, and mm-hmm. <laughs> like Synthetics, Quenta, Lyra. They like, well, they're on Arbitrum now too. Like Optimism was kind of their like home base to do all that stuff. And Arbitrum, I feel like it's kind of the like DeFi L2, like all of the all of the newer Ethereum-based DeFi protocols that were looking to take advantage of uh, the lower fees and execution speeds of like an L2 kind of deployed on Arbitrum and a lot of uh, the DeFi native capital and whale capital from Ethereum has gone there. And like when you had FTM, you know, Phantom had Andre and like kind of the Andre followers and crew and builders um solana you know <clears throat> they obviously had ftx but they had tons of other vcs that were putting money there so they have a lot of developer debt uh and a lot of applications that are could still you know drive uh activity if like the market picks up and people are still like interested in doing things there so um, either way everyone has every chain has had this kind of group that helps uh drive and sustain economic activity on the chain and i don't know of one for base so base is kind of reliant on you know just organic users coming over there because it's it's kind of like a fed chain right like it's uh coinbase's chain (laughs) so like the only the only incentive to go there is for like something new and novel you know why why would i stay there outside of that none of the other there's nowhere for me to earn yield. There's nowhere for me to to trade outside of, you know, spot dexes. Um, do you feel like it's beholden to Frontech or do you think that like base will eventually kind of garner some native mafias to call oh, yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. You Yeah, you have so many different like it's like a cult that I'm going to say, right? Oh, I only use yeah. Arbitrum. I only use FTM. I only use this, right? Um, it's a nation get, state theory that I have. Yeah, yeah. Like, like people choose a place that they call home, and then like if something new comes out, they'll go on vacation to another nation, and they'll they'll you know play with the new shiny thing, go to the new casino. Maybe they win some, maybe they lose some, but eventually they bring their chips, they cash them out, and they go back home. That's kind of where I'm at with this, right? Like the friend tech thing is popping. It's going up. Everybody seems to be using it, even though it's like super buggy and weird. Um, the issue, I guess we can get into for me is like, I'm not putting that on my fucking computer, right? I'm not linking that with other wallets in MetaMask. It's like a sub one, right? And I'm only going to yep. use it on like a burner phone, right? And I think the the issue was, I don't know, you know, I didn't really read into it, right? So maybe yeah, I'm the fudder right now about. Well, yeah, maybe I'm they, the fudder. They they use Shamir secrets to split the keys, and what someone had brought up is that you know one of those keys is stored in the front end, so you know someone could inject malicious code, or if they took over the front end, you know, like they could update get to to one of your keys. Yeah, yeah, um, and. I don't just know. Just another it, day in the crypto life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, Balancer just had a DNS like exploit and lost a quarter of a million dollars. Like, um, 
when you use stuff like this, there's always like some sort of risk that you're taking. And like, if you're, I don't know how many times, like I could say this to people, but like, you shouldn't be storing large amounts of capital on your mobile device. Anyway, I don't know of any mobile wallet, like any software wallet to where it would be smart in any case, no matter what machine to be storing large amounts of capital. Yeah, I think that we think about this, right? But like the regular person doesn't even think about this. Like they didn't even think about using like a fresh wallet to do the friend tech, right? Yeah, like or on travel, I send, if I'm going to be gone for a while, I send funds from my grid. Like I have one of those little, looks like a little POS mm -hmm. system on my, my desk. I'll send that to my ledger and then like I'll use my ledger on the go if I need to. And like, that's probably the most like lax my security gets. I have a hot wallet that's on my phone too. And I'll like send some funds from my ledger to the hot wallet if I'm trying to like make some quick swaps. But, um, like I, I yeah, people have hundreds of ETH on their fucking phone for this friend tech thing. And I don't know, like it's just not yeah, going to yeah. end well. And it feels a little apish for, for me to, for people to be doing this. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Like something like this is is only something that people who are who have multi hundred, you know, ETH portfolios should be uh, more worried about. And I haven't dug into it too much. I got to look at what he was what he was going on about. Um, I think that is kind of the basis of it that, you know, that one of the keys is stored in the front end and, uh, you know, but uh, nonetheless, <clears throat> My point was that people shouldn't be storing large amounts of money in their uh, on a mobile device and a mobile phone. If you are doing that, like for whatever reason, like you know, it's kind of an in and out thing. It always has been for me. You know, like have a large amount of money on a hot wallet while I'm doing something real quick, and then it goes right back to the the hardware wallet. Um, so I don't or know, you could maybe... just use your FDIC insured bank account <laughs> and have your credit cards and all of your funds safe, as they say. And you know, you know, I, yeah, I'm, the, like... I'm definitely the fringe one because uh, I have uh, I have plenty of of uh, credit, you know, that I could take advantage of, and um, you know, all the the best credit cards that people talk about at weddings with guys that they they don't know um mm -hmm. <laughs> but the but weird uh, flexes yeah but i don't keep a ton of cash in my my bank account because it it is really hard to move cash around like i don't know marty the last time you were in the u.s and you went to u.s bank and you tried to wire you know like 30 grand or something like you have to like a car car yeah. down payment or something you have to answer it's easier to get a cash cashier's check and oh, where are you going with this money? I'm literally going to buy a car down payment and I'm going to finance it. And you're going to see that financing on my credit report in about eight hours if you fucking just wait, you know? Yeah, like. And they're like, mm, okay. <laughs> and I guess it depends on your banking relationship too, right? If you're always doing large transactions, no issue. But if all of a sudden you went from nothing and now you made it in crypto or your real life, your real job and or you inherited something like if if the money's new there's a lot of loopholes and weird things you have to jump through and if you don't know the tellers or the bank manager like 
I don't know. You're, you're pretty screwed sometimes. Oh, I lucked out. Go get $10,000 cash, you know? My Tough. local Chase, I walked into the other day um, to go set up some things for like a new company. And uh, they're like, yeah, just a minute. We got to you know, get the manager to come out and he comes out and it's a guy that I've known for like the last eight years. I had no idea yeah. he started working there and yeah, now he's the, the branch manager. I'm like, Oh, this is fucking great. I can, uh, I'll definitely be coming to you, uh, in the spring, summer when I want to get a house, uh, <laughs> help me set up these. Yeah. 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 But that's the thing, right? Like, like for me, I just use my credit. Here's my Marty financial tips just use my credit cards. I gain points every month. I travel kind of for free or upgrade for free. And then I just pay off the credit cards every month. I'm not sure people, oh, I pay off my credit card every two days. That's or what I, do. I don't get that shit. Yeah, uh, really? No, fuck no. Month. For what? I pay yeah, off once a month. month and yeah, I, I don't kinda, carry the balance. I pay myself out crypto just like you would get paid if you were working somewhere else once a month. I pay myself, I, I convert, you know, my, my Bripto to cash and I pay off my credit cards and, you know, my, the other bills that, you know, like I have that I know are going to come up. But and then you do it all over again. And like, I do yeah, it all over again. That's yeah. The, and you but pay the your tax like and then I, there's uh, no issue. Yeah. But I do that because, um, just like you said, like I use my credit cards for everything. There's either, you know, advantages to them, like, you know, miles, points, upgrades, whatever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but also like it, it's the opposite and it's been for me than for most people for a long time to where the, the hurdle for me is getting the cash out or getting money out of the system. And for other people, it's calculating like how much money do I, can I afford to take out of the system and put into crypto? Um, mm -hmm. so I yeah, think yeah. things you're, a little bit different. Cause I'm always looking at it like, okay, how much do I actually need to take out or, you know, will, is there money or cash that I need something for? And if not, then, uh, there's more ways I could put it to work in the ecosystem that I kind of live in than in the traditional like finance world. But the thing about the money, the, the money sending and even just like withdrawing, I mean, like it's pretty, it's a pretty common fact that, you know, like for people that have uh, even a semi large amount of money, we'll say even in like the low six figures that you can't go to your local bank and like ask to withdraw that. They're not going to have the, no, the funds never, on hand. Never. But the other problem is that even if they, they did have it to cash me out, you know, like I have to have a good reason for them to give it to me. You know, I can't just go in yep. and say, I just want it. And, and that is like the core issue that I have with, putting my money in the bank or putting more money than I actually need in the bank that if I did want it for something, let's say I just wanted the cash because I'm like, I'm going to go buy, I'm going to go to this car dealership and I'm probably going to just like give them this much cash down or I'm going to try to do work this deal out. I wouldn't be able to do that. It would take me like a few days probably to get the money out and I'd have to convince them, you know, that that's what I'm going to go do or prove that I'm going to go do that before they give it to me. And I don't have time yeah, for that shit. Like, yeah, I really don't. Mess. My time is worth more than sitting in a fucking, you know, Mercedes dealership arguing with someone about <laughs> um or, or sitting in a Chase dealership dealership. Hit sitting in a Chase bank arguing with someone about They should just put them next to each other, bro. Just connected. They should. 
They should just, they should just the, connect Amex and Mercedes like one branch. Like, yes, we will find you. I will you say that drive I, right I fucking love Amex for that. Like, I've I've run my Amex for you know tens uh, before on uh, on different items. Uh, no questions never asked. Declines. Never declines. Never. Nothing. No. 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 The here's the biggest rug though. The Amex Platinum in Brazil is still plastic. <laughs> But it still will swipe, you know, or they, chip or whatever. Did, did you but it is plastic. The, uh, did you choose the Amex uh, one with, like, the designs on them? The Amex Platinum that has the designs? Because... We don't even have that. Okay. We're, see, we're still second world. In the U.S., you have three options. You have the, the classic, like, uh, Amex Platinum. Uh, and then right now, there's two other, like, designs. And I'm like, who the fuck would ruin their Platinum card like that? I know there's some yeah. like bougie Euro For woman sure. that that looked at that and was like, "Oh yes, please put a bunch of rainbow like slices on my card." <laughs> God, it's I like when imagine. Cash App did like, "Oh, you could put emojis on your Cash App card." I got an email or something. I was like, "Jesus Christ, what the fuck? It's a fucking mess!" Like just a clean card, but yeah, the biggest rug is it is being plastic. Cash App, funny story, doxed my. My photo to uh you know luckily like crypto people aren't very um they don't really dig into things too too, too deep uh or go okay, looking for zach. things unless ping zach yeah, yeah no i don't it wasn't anything like i wasn't doing anything wrong it was just that for the longest time like i love to just try out new things like i'm a tinker uh, at heart. So whenever Twitter adds new features, you know, like I go and I dig into them and see what they, what you can do. And when they set up, uh, what was it? Maybe tipping or subscribing or something like that. I'd set up mine to where you could, but I never set like an amount because like, I didn't want to set it up. I just wanted to see, you know, like how it worked and how you would set it up. And then I couldn't figure out where it was to like remove everything, and I just forgot about it. So you couldn't subscribe to me, and you couldn't, um, uh, you couldn't like actually pay because there I didn't set that part up. But you could click the subscribe button, and I'm trying to think how he found it. Like somewhere on there, there was like my cash app. So one of my my fellow crypto compadres clicked on it and on there luckily i used a pseudonym like an old pseudonym that someone gave me but i had my real picture on there so he like dm'd me he's like is that you and i'm like it could be me and no he's like no <laughs> and, and uh but then he sent the name I'm like no it's not my name that's like an old joke from you know when i was in middle school <laughs> or early high school that you know everyone just used to call me uh thank god like for that part but yeah, cash up. Uh, so same same thing when you share Spotify playlists. Yep. I had to to nuke that because it it shows your who you are, all of this stuff. So yeah, don't don't share a lot of shit on crypto Twitter publicly. Yeah, I didn't care about that. That one has uh, the same. It's like a pseudonym that looks like a name. So it'd be funny. It'd be like everyone saying like, "Oh, this is him," but like really, it's just something that people called yeah the issue for me right is like you could get fucking kidnapped for like a thousand bucks here right 
I bring so it's like, that I just want to go the to the fucking beach, dude. I just want to go to the beach. I want to ride my bike. I want to hang out with my wife. I don't want to be fucking worried about or looking over my shoulder like, oh, they know who I am or whatever, right? Fuck that. Like, I don't even have LinkedIn, bro. If you want to know who I am, if and if you don't know Marty, and if we don't already trade with you or we're not KYC'd with you, then we have references from the biggest pimps in the game. And that seems to be enough, you know? Especially when you're dealing with like Asian firms or, you know, Euro poor firms that, that aren't, um, that you've never traded against or never worked with before. The references yep. are, are always good enough. I've course, talked right? about that often because being that we've been like pseudonymous, anonymous builders, quote unquote, for um, the last handful of years, <clears throat> people always ask us about that. Like, you know, why are you guys pseudonymous or why are you anonymous? And I told them there's this like, negative connotation that if you're hiding your identity it's because you're a bad person but people tend to forget like zooming out and looking at this from a, a larger lens that the small group of people that are even uh mildly like successful in the industry um are doing far much more well off or better off than the people that live in their communities around them and uh, I don't I don't know if they're blind to reality, but people will kill you for, you know, a thousand dollars if <laughs> depending on like where in the world you are. Uh, that's a lot of money to a lot of people. So imagine knowing that some guy who you've never met before lives less than a mile from you and he just made four hundred thousand dollars off selling monkey pictures and he has more monkey pictures. Why would they not go and rob you? You know, like yeah, why not? If you have a, exactly. you have a family or if you have children, like I don't know why you would be putting out in the public that you are this person and here's my face and here's where I live and look at all the money. Or I here's made. photo of my kids. Here's photos of my wife and kids. Like unless you're like a CEO of like, you know, some big company and you have to be public. But like we're living in this world where especially in the crypto world, it's like, why? Like even the other day, a, a big account hit me up like, oh, what's your company name? Who do you, tr you know, I'm like, dude, if I'm not going to onboard with you, I'm not telling you my fucking company name. You know, like I play in my own little sandbox. I play in my own little bubble. You know, if you need references and if we are going to trade against each other, then I'll KYC with you. And I have no problem showing my face like in person, you know, I'll go to lunch with you. I'll meet your team. I'll come to your office. You can come to ours. You know, no problem there. But yeah, it's yep. without giving Same. up too much information. Like I'll I'll fly to you. Yeah, yeah. We uh, there there was a like smaller fund that that was like one of the requirements. They didn't they didn't care that online we were pseudonymous, but they wanted to meet us in person. So like I, I flew out to Spain last year to go meet a group of guys. Um. And they're great. Yeah, we I still talk with them like all the time. We'll probably, you know, collaborate them in some way over the next year. But uh Yeah, face to face yeah. is always best, but yeah, fuck a video works now, especially if you're KYCing, like they get your passport, they get your address, they get, you know, all your shit anyways. But it's like it's so funny cuz like even the biggest pimps in the game still call me Marty, you know? Like yeah. in meetings and calls on on the Telegram to call me cozy my my nephew started a clan called the cozy clan okay like for, for our video yeah. games when we play when i play with the little guys yeah uh, everyone everyone embodies 
the the cozy culture now. So yeah, like, why would I? Why would I go back? Why wouldn't you want the name cozy? <laughs> why would you not want to live cozy? Exactly. Always oh yeah, cozy. I, I'm exactly as you said. I've I've always told people like, look, I I host events. You know, like I <laughs> when we were in Paris, it was me and then like Unchef, uh, Vertex, and Infinity Pools, I think. So it was like mm-hmm. me and then a bunch of protocols. You know, I'm I'm out there. People, I'm not hard to to find if you come to the places where you know I'm I'm doing things publicly, but. Yeah, I don't go out of my way to put myself or my family in like unnecessary harm's way just because I I feel like what like clout chasing or something. I don't know. I'd rather I don't stay. Know. People people have this idea that it doesn't matter or they don't ever think about like oh somebody's gonna rob me or whatever, dude. They'll fucking rob you for your car for your wallet, especially I... here in Rio. That's a little more violent, right? They're like, give me your phone, and you're like, no, they'll fucking shoot you sometimes, you know. Like blindado, bulletproof cars sell like fucking candy here. Like, it's so funny because it's, it's like not expensive, right? I put a like picture. A we were at like a okay. mall type area. It was, it was an arcade in Singapore, and it was attached to the hotel I was staying at. And I put I took a picture of just like the, like looking down from where I was sitting, to let the guy who was coming to meet me know where I was at, and someone else showed up to come meet both of us because he was like, Oh, I've been following you guys on Twitter for a while. And like, you know, I, I noticed the area that you posted the picture from. So it's like, Whoa. trust me. Do you know so that dude that does the map thing? That guy? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. right here. It's this so, address. Like people think like, Oh, that like type of, that type of stuff doesn't happen. But like, no, it a hundred percent happens. You know, I've like done that in New York and I was pretty surprised by like the amount of people that showed up when I just said like, Hey, if you're in this area, you're building cool shit. Like, come to this hotel, say you're with cozy and, uh, they'll let you up. And, you know, like a hundred people showed up, a ton of people showed up and like, you know, we didn't plan it with them. So they weren't very happy because like the security downstairs, this bar was like on the top floor of this hotel and they had security down at the bottom of the, at the front of the hotel. So that security had no idea who these people were showing up and I had no idea who was showing up. So like, yeah, it was a mess. We came back two days mess. later and took care of them, but <laughs> yeah, fuck, we had no, yeah. we had a planned event there two days later and uh, made sure that they they were happy well, with even us. Even when I post photos, it's like hours later or maybe even the day before. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah, Just you could look at that. like comments uh, from like any time I posted something. When I when I was in like DC, I think I put a picture up from when I was looking down from like the lincoln memorial and someone said like oh we were there uh and i'm like like where you guys want to get like i wasn't and i'm like i'm already gone yeah i'm in i'm in virginia now yeah, i'm gone <laughs> i'm at the pentagon bro i've, 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 learned, I've learned my lesson. Matt langley yeah it's just a mess i gotta run here pretty soon i got some lunch with the wife but no it's good we're we're about it stay cozy I, I like to close up at two at uh at the hour mark so appreciate you stopping in uh if you're not following marty on twitter it's at thinking balls uh today's thursday september 21st we do these monday through friday at 11 est the last two weeks have been a little bit uh off schedule because of travel uh, we were at permissionless dk our co-host or my spectrum sitter is at Masari right now in new york so if anyone's out in new york right now and looking to meet with some people from the premia team uh, you could show up at this hotel at yeah. this address <laughs> at this time 
Yeah. Tell them you're with Cozy. I'm going to give you his itinerary and uh, the restaurants he'll be at for different meetings throughout the week. So you can just show up on them. Uh, no, but really, <laughs> if you do, if you do want to meet up with him, uh, shoot me a DM or shoot Eden Aesthetics a DM on Twitter and uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, that's it for today, pimps. See you back tomorrow. Stay cozy. Later, later.